Well, if you haven't opened your Bibles to Exodus 20, please do. We're going to be focusing, as has already been said, in verse 12 in the fifth commandment. And the title of my message this morning is Family Matters. Writing in City Journal, City Journal, sociologist Brad Wilcox, whose academic focus is studying the American family, he tells the story of being asked a question by one of his colleague's wife. She asks, isn't divorce less of a big deal for kids these days? After all, she added, we're more accepting now of all sorts of families. The theory was this, because kids in non-traditional families are less likely to feel ostracized or stigmatized nowadays, they all are also less likely to be harmed by family breakdown than they would have been a half century ago. Her view is increasingly common. Many people, especially well-educated, left-leaning people, like my main conversation partner, think marriage and a stable family are less important for children and adults in the contemporary world than they once were. Either because they adhere to ideas about family diversity, the notion that love, not marriage, makes a family, or the individualistic belief that flying solo is just as good as flying with a co-pilot while raising kids, growing numbers of Americans now discount the value of stable marriage for children. And then he goes on to note this, that from 2006 to 2020, the share of adults who said it is important that unmarried couples who have a child together legally marry fell from 76% to 60%. Now, those numbers are different depending on your religious beliefs and, and political beliefs, but what the data shows is that increasingly, Americans do not see the family mattering as much as we once did. Uh, There is an increasingly popular narrative in our culture that marriage doesn't matter, that traditional family doesn't matter, that parents don't matter. But when God gives his word to his people, when he says, here's what it means to live as the rescued and redeemed, set-apart people of God, he gives us a commandment that focuses on family life. God makes it very clear family matters. It made it to the top 10. And in the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother, we, we, there's sort of a transition that has taken place in the 10 commandments. We've moved into the loving others portion of the commandments. So commandments one through four, the focus is much more on loving the Lord, loving God, and then five through ten, it's more how do we love other people? And what is at the top of that section? Honor your father and mother. Loving others starts by loving those that we are most connected to, most intimate with. The deepest relationships that we have are family. Now, the word honor in Exodus 20.12 is a very strong term. Let me give you a little bit of a quick Hebrew lesson here. The word honor there is the Hebrew verb kabed. And that comes from, and is the the, the verb form of the word kavod. Following with me? Kabed, kavod. (laughs) The word kavod means weighty, heavy, significant. This word gets translated glory in the English. And so kabed literally means glorify. This is the verb scripture uses to say glorify God. So literally what the fifth commandment says is glorify your parents. Not in the way 
that you glorify God. Obviously, not in the same way that you glorify God. But we are to ascribe weight, significance, importance to our parents. It's not just sort of an outward obedience. The orientation of our heart is to say, these people are important. They're significant. I am to honor them with the utmost respect. My heart is to be oriented to them such that I glorify them. I honor who who they are. Excuse me. It's a strong term. It's a strong term. And so what comes across in the Ten Commandments is this, that family matters, marriage matters, parents matter. And here's the main point for us from the Fifth Commandment. Here is what the Fifth Commandment calls us into and holds out for us, is that honoring parents brings the blessing of honoring the Lord. Honoring parents brings the blessing of honoring the Lord. Now, question for us as we begin. Why does God call us to honor our father and mother? Well, the first reason we honor them is because of the position that God has given them. And so let's dial back to Genesis 1 and creation here for a moment. The Lord creates Adam and Eve, man and woman, in his image, and then together he gives them the power to create life. And so the Lord stands in authority over all things because he is the creator. But then he gives man and woman together the ability to also create life. And just as he stands in a position of authority as the ultimate creator, he's given parents a position of authority because they too bring forth life. Now understand, God is the ultimate author of life. We hold that. But humanly speaking, listen, you're here because your parents made you. Like you're not here because you made you. You did not decide to be born. You are here because your parents made you. They created you, humanly speaking. And because they are responsible for your life, God has given them a position of honor and authority. And so we are to honor our parents because of that position, because of the design that God has created. And in that, that's to be formative for us. By honoring our parents, here's what we learn. I'm not the highest authority. I'm not the be-all and end-all. There's someone always over me. I am not independent and self-sufficient. We honor our parents because God has put them in a position of honor and authority in our lives. And this plays out in Scripture. And this, what we see is that by giving honor to our parents... This is actually an expression and an honor, a way that we express our honor to God. The the honor we give to our parents, it actually mirrors the honor that we give to God. Consider this, in, in Exodus 4, 22 and 23, the Lord calls Israel my son. This is what we read. He tells Moses, and you will say to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says to Israel. This is what the Lord says. Israel is my firstborn son. I told you, let my son go so that he may worship me. The Lord had a father-son relationship with Israel. And just as Israel was to honor the Lord as father, God is now calling, hey, you honor your parents as an expression of honoring me. A heart of honor towards your parents is a heart of honor towards me. They're connected. Conversely, a lack of honor, a lack of honor towards parents shows a lack of honor to the Lord. Like, We can't pull any punches here. Scripture in the Old Testament 
gives a very, very strong punishment for dishonoring your parents. Death. Death. It's one of the few sins that has a death sentence with it. Why? Why would the Lord attach dishonoring parents with a punishment of death? Because to dishonor parents is to dishonor the Lord. And conversely, conversely, the blessing of honoring parents that the Lord gives, you're going to live in the land. There's going to be a long life in the land that I'm going to give you. That blessing mirrors the blessing that God gives for obedience to him. Listen to what the Lord writes, or what the Lord says for Moses to instruct the people in, in Deuteronomy 4, 39 and 40. Today, recognize and keep in mind that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth below. There is no other Keep his statutes and commands, which I am giving you today, so that you and your children after you may prosper, and so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving for you for all time. See the connection? The same blessing that comes from honoring parents is the blessing that the Lord gives. Hey, when you honor me, there's going to be long life in the land. The Lord connects these two promises. Why? Because honoring your parents brings the blessing of honoring the Lord. Honoring your parents reflects a heart that honors the Lord. When Israel walked in the honor of the Lord, they would honor their parents. And when Israel was honoring their parents, it reflected their hearts that were oriented to honoring the Lord. There's a connection here that we need to recognize. The New Testament does the same thing. Just to give you several examples of how the New Testament treats honoring your parents. In Ephesians 6.1, the apostle Paul writes, children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. Children are to obey their parents in the Lord, meaning their obedience is to be motivated by obedience to the Lord. And then, conversely, when scripture will list out a number of sins that show rebellion to God, notice what gets listed out. This is Romans 1.28 through 30. And because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind so that they, did, they, so that they do what is not right. They are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They're full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They're gossips, slanders, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. And then in 2 Timothy 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 2, but know this, hard times will come in the last days for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud, demeaning, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy. Listen, a heart that disobeys and dishonors parents is a heart that disobeys and dishonors the Lord. And then there's a final example here that I think is super instructive for us. In Matthew 15, and this is also recorded in Mark 7. There's a story of the Pharisees coming to Jesus and saying, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders? And in particular, they were calling out the disciples because they didn't ritually wash their hands before they ate. And Jesus is having none of their nonsense. And so when they ask, why do your disciples not Honor the, the tradition of the elders. Here's what Jesus' response. Here's what Jesus responds. Why do you break God's commandment because of your tradition? Like, I love this. The Pharisees are like, why don't you follow tradition? Jesus is like, why are you breaking God's commandment? Like, he comes after them. He's done with their nonsense. And here's what he highlights. For God said, honor your father and your mother, 
And whoever speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, whoever tells his father or mother, whatever benefit you might have received from me is a gift committed to the temple. He does not have to honor his father. So here's what Jesus is doing. He's pointing out this loophole that the Pharisees had. Because one of the ways in which, and we're going to see this shortly, is one of the ways in which we honor our parents is by caring for them in their need. And what the, there, there, was a, there was a whole thing, a whole teaching, a whole part of their culture where you honored and you cared for your parents. You gave your resources to care for them. And here's what the Pharisees taught. You can say to your parents, hey, you know all that money that I was going to give to help support you? I'm going to dedicate that to the Lord. I'm going to give that to the temple. Sounds so spiritual, so pious, but at the heart it was selfish. It was dishonoring to parents, and Jesus calls them out on it. And so what Jesus says, he says, in this way you have nullified the word of God because of your tradition. Hypocrites. Isaiah prophesied correctly about you when he said, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines human commands. Listen, for all the Pharisees' impressive religious practice, for all their discipline, for all their appearance of holiness, it was all show. Good on the outside, empty and dead on the inside. And what was the tell? They didn't honor their parents. They did not honor their parents. For all of that religious activity, they did not honor the parents. And what did that show? They actually did not honor the Lord. Honored him maybe with their lips, but their heart was far from the Lord. And the tell was because they didn't honor their parents. Over and over again, Scripture connects for us that honoring our parents is ultimately about honoring the Lord. And this is why honoring our parents brings the blessing of honoring the Lord. So let's make a few points of application here. First, for the kids in the room, whether you are young, whether you are a teenager and you're almost out the door, but you're underneath your parents' authority, you're still in their house, do you honor your parents? Are you honoring your parents? Because listen, the world is going to tell you you don't have to. Whether it is social media, whether it is music, whether it's movies, TV shows, uh, sometimes sadly government, whatever it may be, sometimes even sadly your teachers or maybe even your friends, they're going to tell you you don't have to honor your parents. In fact, they should be honoring you. They should be honoring your wants and desires. Desire what you want. Do what you want with your identity. Do what you want with your sexuality. And if your parents don't honor you, you don't have to honor them. And let me, let me just speak to you for a moment to be clear. Like, I say this with all love as your pastor. Listen, that is a lie that will wreck and ruin you if you let it. It will destroy you. It will ruin you. Yes, you're going to struggle to obey your parents. You're going to struggle. It is hard. Sin in your heart. That sin in our hearts that rebels against our parents, that sin in our heart that rebels against God, that's going to be there. But what the culture wants to do is it wants to pour gas on the fire. It wants to pour gas on the fire to get you to dishonor your parents because ultimately it's trying to get you to dishonor the Lord. Don't let it. Don't let it. It is a lie. It will not lead to blessing. It will not lead to happiness. It will not lead to flourishing. It's going to lead to ruin and pain. Do not listen to the lie of the culture. Instead, turn from your sin. <laughs> turn from your sin. 
reject the lies, turn to the Lord in faith and obedience and honor him. And in honoring him, honor your parents. Honor them. Listen to them. Obey them. Not in a like, okay, if I have to, but joyfully, willingly. Obey them. Listen to them. Hold them in high esteem. See them as the most important people in your life because right now in your life they are. And so honor them. And in honoring them, encourage them. Tell them, Mom and Dad, I love you. Mom and Dad, thank you. Mom and Dad, you're doing a good job. (laughs) Write them notes. Shoot them a text. Whatever it is, however you communicate, encourage them. Show them honor. Show them esteem. When you do mess up, apologize. Be quick to apologize. Say, I am sorry that I did not listen to you. But in all of your actions, show you honor them, you hold them in high regard, that you believe that God has put them in a position of authority over you for your good, and you're going to submit to that. And listen, yes, your parents are going to make mistakes. Trust me on this. They need Jesus. But you don't obey them and honor them because they're perfect. You obey and honor them because they're your parents and because God has called you to honor them. So honor your parents. Now, for the big kids in the room, those of us who are adults, and yes, we are no longer under our parents' authority, we're no longer in their house, do you honor your parents? Do you honor your parents? Do you hold them in high regard and high esteem? I understand that this can be challenging. When you're an adult, the relationship can change sometimes. But do you honor your parents? We are called to honor them even as adults. Treat them kindly. Show gratitude and thankfulness. Pray for them. Encourage them. Still seek out their counsel and ask for their advice. Honor them by actually being faithful to the advice and the counsel that they have given you through the years. Show your parents honor. And here is one of the big ways that we can do that and we'll have an opportunity to do that. Like one of the things that scripture teaches is that for adults, we show honor to our parents by caring for them in their need. And I understand that there are different circumstances and different levels of need and different capacity and resources that we may have, but scripture calls us as we are able, to the degree that we are able, to care for our parents in their need when they get older. Sadly, the default for our culture is to sort of just move parents that are in need, kind of to sort of farm that out to other people and to to give other people that responsibility because we want to kind of keep that inconvenience away from us. Don't want to mess up our nice, comfortable lives. But listen, brothers and sisters, as as disciples of Jesus, we're different. As those who live by the commandments of God, we're different. We honor our parents by caring for them to the degree that we are able And Mindy and I have been so blessed by the example of our parents. Watching her mom and dad take care of her grandparents, watching my mom take care of my grandma, we we saw our parents model this. It was not easy for them. It was not easy for them, but they did it because they were honoring the Lord and they were loving their parents. They were doing what they could in the way that they could to care for their parents in their life. And so for us who are adults, whether it's in a stage we're caring for them or just the relationship we have with them right now, are you honoring your parents? God calls you to. So honor them. 
You know, one of the things that our culture makes much of is generational divides, social and political differences between generations, and then you'll find a lot of encouragement to cut off relationship. Like if your parents, you have different political views or they saw, you know, COVID and the vaccine and all that stuff different than you, you know what? You should break off that relationship. You should draw some lines there. Brothers and sisters, we're different. We are different. We do not dishonor our parents and break relationship because there might be some differences there. No, we show honor to our parents, even in the midst of difference, because we are showing honor to the Lord ultimately. Now, I say that. Also, let me acknowledge, I understand that there are circumstances, there are difficulties where relationship between you and your parents may be quite strained, may be quite difficult, may be quite broken. Maybe there are some boundaries that you have had to set that are needed and necessary. And let me just say, my, my heart breaks for you. Like, I, I personally know that pain, that is not easy. That is not easy. And I know each circumstance and, and, and each relational dynamic calls for very specific wisdom. And so I am not going to try to give some sort of oversimplified counsel here. Like there is specific wisdom that you are walking in and trying to walk in. But, but if I can, for a moment, if I can, whatever the specific wisdom that you need is, if I can just give you some counsel here. Like, no matter how strained and how difficult and how broken that relationship may be, your mom and dad are still your mom and dad. God has still put them in a position in your life. You are hardwired to have an emotional connection with them. You can't escape it. And so if it's hard, if there's a strain there, if there, there are challenges there, show honor, even if honor just means mourning that that relationship is broken. Mourning that it isn't what it should be. Like you can show honor, if, if there's strain and brokenness and difficulty there, you can show honor by letting that strain and difficulty break your heart, not harden your heart. That we show honor through, through a softness, through a sadness, by crying out to the Lord for what it isn't there, for what we wish could be there. And so we engage that difficulty, we engage those boundaries, we walk in that wisdom with a softness, not a hardness. Because at the end of the day, we know God has called us to honor our parents, and that's what we long to do. That's what we hope to do. And so listen, if your relationship with your parents as an adult is strained and difficulty, difficult, cultivate softness there. Cultivate softness. That is what it would mean to honor the Lord. Whatever the wisdom, whatever the boundaries, whatever all that else you need to do, let it be done with a soft heart. We honor our moms and dads because of the position God has given them. We also, the second reason that we honor is because of the purpose God has given them. So again, if we rewind to Genesis 1 and 2, what do we see? God creates Adam and Eve, it's man and woman, husband and wife, and he tells them, go be fruitful and multiply. Reproduce, spread throughout the earth. And then we get to Genesis 4 and moving forward, what do we see? We see that happening. And how is that happening? Through families. Through families. The, the earth is populated, civilization grows and develops. We spread out over the earth through families. The first parents had children. Those children became parents themselves and had children. And those children became parents and they had children. And on and on and on throughout the centuries, throughout the millennia. 
Human civilization has grown and developed through families. And it is through families that the foundation of human society is laid. The beginning of all relationships starts with families. We develop our understanding of our world, our, our sense of identity, our sense of meaning and purpose, all through our family. Like our personality and our character, they're forged in our family. You know, the Lord has given our family this, this great and profound purpose. Like if you think about what is it that families do, it is the nurture and the development of us so that we may fly, thrive and flourish. Like this profound purpose that families have been given by God. And who is at the forefront of that purpose? Parents, moms and dads. Raising your children to grow from young boys and girls into happy, healthy, thriving men and women. That's your purpose, parents, moms and dads. That's no small purpose. That's no small task. It is hard and it is challenging. That is why it is worthy of honor. Why do we give honor to people who are police officers or firefighters or uh, even sometimes politicians or uh, teachers? Why do we give people who do certain tasks such honor? Because the task is so important. The task is so great. Parents, you have an honorable, your, your position is honorable because the purpose that you have been given is honorable. And listen, our culture may tell you that raising kids is secondary to all these other important jobs out there, and there are plenty of important jobs out in the world, but understand this, parents, as the family goes, so society goes. Your job is of the utmost importance, the utmost purpose. We cannot escape as a society. We cannot escape the fallout of broken families. Like every, every material metric of human flourishing just based on material good, that happens through intact families. That happens, that, that, that is strong, that flourishes when our families are strong and flourish. Like those who come from broken families, and I say this, I'm, I'm, I'm a product of a broken family. It does not mean that we're hopeless, but here's the, the, just the reality, the statistical reality. Those that come from broken, ha- broken homes are significantly more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol, significantly more likely to end up in jail, significantly less likely to graduate from college or achieve financial stability, just, just at the material level, material level. Moms and dads, your purpose is absolutely vital absolutely vital to the thriving of society. But, parents, your development isn't just one of material benefits. It is also spiritual in nature. Listen to how Deuteronomy 6 lays out this purpose. Listen, Israel, the Lord your, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your hearts, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your hearts. Repeat them to your children Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along, walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. When your sons ask you in the future, what is the meaning of the decrees, statutes, and ordinances that the Lord our God has commanded you? Tell him. We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand. The Lord commanded us to follow all these statutes and to fear the Lord our God for our prosperity always and for our preservation as it is today. 
Righteousness will be ours if we are careful to follow every one of these commands before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. Dads and moms, your great purpose, your greatest purpose is that your kids would know and love and worship God. Like your ultimate aim is not that your kids would get good grades in school, that they would excel in sports, that they would graduate and maybe graduate college and go get a good job. Your ultimate aim is not that they would become good, upstanding citizens and good, moral people. Like all those things are good and you should want those things for your kids. But they're not the ultimate aim. They are a means to an end. And that end is that your kids would know and love the Lord with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, with all their strength. That they would walk in righteousness and the commands of the Lord and then they would know, why do we walk in righteousness? Why do we walk in the commands of the Lord? And they would know this because at one time we were enslaved to our sin, but God rescued us and redeemed us through the strong hand of Jesus Christ. That's your purpose. That is the purpose God has given you. And so parents, walk in that purpose. Walk in that purpose. And kids, understand the purpose God has given your parents. It is hard. It is challenging. It is difficult. But it is on you to receive that. God has given you your parents for your good. And so receive that instruction. Make it easy for them. Don't make it difficult. It's already difficult enough. Make it easy by responding, by receiving, by submitting, by letting them teach you and develop you, and you respond to that teaching and that development. It is for your good. There is great blessing that comes when you honor your parents, because honoring your parents brings the honor, brings the blessing of the Lord. So position and purpose. This is why we honor our parents. Now, it may be for kids, young and old, that you're very aware of how you have dishonored your parents, how you've blown this, failed to keep the commandment. And parents, maybe you're sitting here going, wow, I, I have kind of blown it in my purpose. Maybe you sit here and you don't feel like you're a very honorable parent. It is good and right for us to acknowledge where we've blown it. It's good and right for us to acknowledge where we've sinned, where we've failed. Because of the good news of the gospel is in that midst of where we have blown it, where we have sinned, where we have, been, we have failed to give honor or failed to be honorable, there is much grace for us. Because here's the good news of the gospel. Because God is loving and gracious, he sent Jesus Christ for us. And because Jesus wanted to honor his father and perfectly honored his father, he kept all of God's commands. And because Jesus perfectly honored his father, he went to the cross so that, so that he could take the punishment of our sins for all the times that we have not honored our parents, for all the times we have been dishonorable parents. Jesus took that sin on himself. And listen, because Jesus honored the father, the father honored him. And on the third day, he raised him to new life, victorious over sin and evil and death. And the promise of the gospel is that through Jesus Christ, you and I who have, been, who have dishonored our parents and been dishonorable parents, we can experience forgiveness and freedom. We can experience the transformation through Jesus Christ. And here's the good news. He gives you his spirit so that now you are empowered to honor your parents. Empowered to be parents who follow the purpose that God has given you. Parents, do you understand this? that the number one reason why kids maintain their faith, do you know what it is that a, parent, a kid that keeps the faith, their faith, 
into adulthood and, and walks into the rest of their life, you know what the number one factor is? It's not a cool and entertaining kids program or cool and entertaining youth group or a really cool youth pastor. It's you. It's you. You modeling that faith, teaching and instructing and, and living out that faith in a warm-hearted, gracious, and convictional way in front of you. And Jesus empowers you to do that. Through the gospel, you've empowered to do that. And so, friends, yes, we blow it. Yes, we will blow it. But through the gospel of Jesus Christ, there is forgiveness and freedom and power for you. You can honor your parents, and parents, you can walk in that honorable purpose. That's the good news of the gospel to us. And here's what's else. Through the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's not just blood family. Through the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have been made a spiritual family. And so we don't just have moms and dads biologically. We have spiritual moms and dads. We don't just have brothers and sisters biologically. We have brothers and sisters spiritually. And in the culture of the church, we honor one another. Man, one of the best parts about the men's retreat this past weekend is that before each meal, we just spend some time honoring one another. And so guys would just get up and say, hey, I want to honor so-and-so. And this reason, hey, I want to honor so-and-so. It was beautiful to see men, brothers, honoring one another. And look, most of us are younger in the room, so we don't have a lot of spiritual fathers, but there are, we're growing in that, and there are some spiritual fathers. And as we grow in age, we're going to have more spiritual moms and dads. And so as a church, we want to grow in honoring our spiritual moms and dads. We want to honor our brothers and sisters. We want to be a culture of honor. This is what the gospel does. This is the power of the gospel in our lives, that we would grow together as those who honor moms and dads, grow as parents who live out the purpose, and grow as kids who walk in the ways that our parents are teaching us and following Jesus. Because, because and let me conclude with this, our world doesn't think this matters, but it does. And there are people who are being wrecked and ruined because they don't think this matters. Where are they going to go when it all comes crashing down? Where are they going to go when all those lives wreck and ruin them? Friends, the church, us, a culture where we do honor moms and dads. But if we are not being that culture, if we're not building that culture, where are they going to go? But by the power of the gospel, they can come here and learn what it means to honor, learn what it means that family matters. They can see how Jesus Christ is transforming a people who used to dishonor family and live for other purposes and now a culture of honor. And so let us keep the fifth commandment. Let us build a culture of honor so when those who have been wrecked and ruined by the world need to hear the power of the gospel and see the power of the gospel, they can come here. We can offer them hope through Jesus Christ. We can be the kind of community that God has intended us to be for the good of the world. Friends, it is an incredible, incredible purpose that God has given us, incredible opportunity that we have to shine the light of the gospel as we live out the fifth commandments as we show that honoring parents brings the blessing and honor brings the blessing of honoring the lord